is not my mom. I mean, why didn't somebody tell me this? I don't know about your mom, but my mom was that mom. She personified God's love to me. She was always there. Always. And in my little mind and in in my little world, I didn't understand all that was going on on the outside and all that parents have to deal with and adults have to deal with, all I understood was my little world, and she was always there. And she didn't lay down her life in one fail swoop. She laid down her life every day. And not just in the day, but at night when I needed her. It was 24-7 she laid her life down. But now, but now I get frustrated when my wife doesn't do the same thing. I spent an entire day being cold to my wife this week. (laughs) Well, she deserved it. And I'll tell you why she deserved it. Because in the middle of the day, as I was walking through Walmart and I'm dealing with a million different things, as all of us do, I had just thought about my wife and I thought about what a gift she was and I decided I'm going to send her one of those little kissing emojis and that's all. I'm just going to send that to her and it's going to melt her heart and she's going to love it. She's going to be like, oh, you were thinking about me in the middle of the day. And so anyways, 30 minutes go by and she didn't respond. An hour went by and she didn't respond. A couple hours go by and I walk into the house and she's like all busy and acts like I didn't even just walk in. And I'm like, Thanks for responding to my text. And she's like, what? Oh, oh yeah, well, I didn't know if you had sent that a while back or if that was a response to something earlier. I just had so many things going on. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. (laughs) The problem is, is we've got these kids. And she's trying to be the mom that my mom was to me. She's laying her life down and she's giving it to them over and over. In the day, in the night, at all hours. I had to wake up at 2 in the morning because my wife set an alarm for 2 in the morning to make sure that one of our kids made it in okay. And I get frustrated with that. I get frustrated because... I, I, I just, I want that mom. But here's what I find the Lord saying to me. I find the Lord saying to me that He gave me a mom and He gave me a Savior and He did both of those so that He could then use me to bless others and be Jesus to other people. And that's what I want to share with you this morning because here's the thing. Um... Chris had shared about, you know, this choice thing. Well, when he said it at first to me in a text, it kind of like, you know, it was one of those things the Lord kind of pointed out. And then from that point on, I mean, I kept hearing from so many different people and they kept saying this word, choice, choice, choice. 
And it's like, Lord, what are, what are you saying? And what the Lord was saying to me is, it's a choice. God wants to use us. He has the ability to use us. It is His will that He use you. Okay? You need to hear that. Don't look at me like I'm standing up here like I'm some kind of preacher, some kind of man of God or something. I am you. I am you. I am just as screwed up as anybody here. I have thoughts of murder, lust, anything that you can think of because that is my flesh. But Jesus, Jesus uses me because that's who He is. And it's not because one day I said I'm done and, and I'm just going to, you know, I'm all about you, God, and God has just lived through me and, and I've got it all right. That is not the case. But what happens is there came a day where I said, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. And I want you to hear something. Following Him doesn't mean that you're just walking along and He's walking and you're right behind Him. I have never seen that yet. Following Him means I'm walking along and it's like, oh, and then I get back up and I move and then I kind of wander off over here and then He grabs me and then I fall down. And, but, but here's the thing, I'm moving that way. And this is what God is asking of you, that you would move that way. Now the thing is, is that it's not going to be easy. It is not going to be easy. But here's what I want to tell you. If you walk this way, which is the opposite way of God... This way is going to be hard too, and it's going to stink. And the other thing about this way is you're not going to have the strength of God. He's not going to pick you up. And the other thing is, is that this life has no purpose. No purpose. At the end, you will bear no fruit. You will work your tail off. You will try to maybe even be kind to people. You will work hard at your job, and there will be no fruit. But if you walk this way, it's not going to be a pretty garden. You're not going to skip through the roses, okay? You're going to fall and you're going to stumble, but you will bear fruit. Somebody prayed earlier about the Holy Spirit. We are the hands and feet of the Holy Spirit, okay? And you don't need to be some educated person. You don't need to have a certain life. And God knew the life that you were going to have, and it is His will. He is choosing you. It is His will that He use you to bear fruit. It is His will. But you must hear this. You must say yes. If you do not say yes, He will not. Uh, there, there's false teaching out there. Uh, and it, it's, it's because it's so hard to understand. God is going to bring His will about. Okay? He, he's, ultimately, He's going to bring His will about in that Satan is going to be defeated. God's going to take over the earth. He is going to establish His kingdom fully on this earth. That is going to happen. But there are many other things along the way as far as who's going to be there and what's your life going to be like. You have a say in that. You must say yes. Don't think that God's just going to come along. He's here to give you the strength. He wants to lift you up and all that. But He cannot do that if you say no. And there are some preachers that will say that what I just said is false. And I'm sorry, but <laughs> this is what the Scripture teaches. You must say yes. And this morning I want to look at an example of Scripture where, where it shows that very thing. And the example we're going to look at is Jesus Himself. Jesus had to say yes. 
Jesus was God, absolutely. But here's the thing. He was fully human just like us. And He had to say yes. And He had to push past the flesh that was in Him that wanted to say no. It was real. He, he wasn't just playing in this life. It was real. He went through the struggle. And because He said yes, you and I have life. And we have victory. A victory, as Matt said, that goes beyond the cross. But you must say yes as He said yes. That's what He's asking of us. The Scripture I want to look at this morning uh, is found in the Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 14, beginning in verse 32. Jesus lived a life of laying His life down, okay? But much of His life um, was in preparation for what God was going to do with Him. And, and when He you know, comes on the scene and, and we're able to see what's going on, it's, it's actually a, a short time and it all culminates with Him being asked to, to fully just give His life away. That's where it culminates. Um, but in giving His life away, uh, the Father not only asks Him to give His life away, but He asks Him to go through this unbelievable suffering. And the thing is, is that as we're going to read, as He's asked to go through this unbelievable suffering, God's going to take Him through it. God's going to give Him the grace. But it's still going to stink. It's not going to be easy. But God's going to get him through it. So why would he do it? Because it's the end result. It is so, so good. And if he says no, if he says no, guess what? Life still isn't easy. Life is still going to stink. But he's not going to have the victory and he's not going to have the purpose. And it's the same for us. So let's read... um, just kind of what some of what Jesus was going through. In verse 32 it says, He went to an olive grove called Gethsemane, and Jesus said, Sit here while I go and pray. He took His friends with Him. Okay? He took His friends with Him, but He needed to go be with Jesus. And I want you to hear this. And you heard Matt express some of this. There are some things in your heart that only God can speak to. I mean, I, 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 I'm so grateful for my brothers and sisters here and friends and so on. I'm grateful for my wife, okay? But there are things that you and her cannot speak into me. It's only Jesus. And I share that with you because of this. You are the same. You are the same. It's good to have a friend to call on the phone, but hear this. There are things that your friend cannot give to you. There are things that I cannot give to you. Don't come to me thinking that I'm some holy man who's going to pray over you and it's all going to be better. It is only Jesus. And you, you have the ability to go to Him just as I do. And hear this, He's just as open to you as He is to me. It didn't take any more Jesus... Jesus' blood to save you than it takes to save me. He's there. And so I want you to see that. Jesus is going. He's got His friends with Him. 
But at the same time, he's got to separate and he's got to go directly to Jesus. Jesus is, or he's got to go directly to the Father. The Father is the only one that can fill what he's needing filled. So he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he became deeply troubled and distressed. Okay, now this is Jesus. He's God, and um, he's, he's sinless. And he's deeply troubled and distressed. See, in our life, we have sin and we have rebellion and and we suffer the consequences of that. And sometimes we think to ourselves, you know, all this pain and distress that I feel, it's because I keep rebelling and I do dumb things. Well, some of that is true. But hear this, if you started walking perfectly today, if you started walking perfectly, it is not going to get rid of all your distress. Because that is a part of this life. And if somebody has told you that if you come to Jesus, He's going to remove it, that is not, that is an idol. That is not Jesus. Okay? He's not going to get rid of it. But what He's going to do is, He's, he's not only going to get you through it, He's going to turn it into something worthwhile. He's going to produce fruit through it. But I want you to see that Jesus, this is where he's at. He's deeply distressed, okay? So he goes forward, uh, verse 34 says, He told them, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. His soul is crushed. He hasn't started going through any suffering yet. But the thing is, is that he's feeling the weight of it in his soul. I don't know if you've ever felt anything like that, but this week, and again, in some ways we look at this and say, well, I can't relate to that. I mean, I, I've ne- God is not asking us to go through what Jesus went through, okay? But there are still things that we can pull out of it. You know, this past week or whatever... Um, I, I have a great life. I have a great life. But for some reason, I've been having a hard time like feeling the fact that my life is great. And I've just been feeling this weight, if you will, just pressing down on me. And I don't really understand what it is. Because as I look at my outward circumstances, they're not bad. They're good. But yet, I feel this weighing down. And if you're feeling that, you might the enemy might try to make you feel some guilt to be like, well, what's wrong? You know, your 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 life's great. Well, I think it comes down to the fact that when God calls us and he wants to use us, there is this opposition that comes our way. This opposition that wants to press us down so that we feel this weight and we don't step into what God wants us to step into. We start to feel that our life doesn't matter because of the weight, because it's just it's just so hard to move, and and we just we just want to get rid of it. And I've been feeling that. I've been feeling like, you know, what what's what's God really doing through me? Who's it really changing and 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 that kind of thing? And and I know that's false and that's wrong, but that's what I feel. uh, this week, uh, my wife was sharing some of the troubles that you know my kids are facing and so on, and she was wanting me to to speak into it. But I got to tell you, 
I had to really push myself because um, I don't know about your home, but my home has constant drama. Like it never stops. And quite frankly, what I want to do is just tune it out and act like it's not there. That's where I want to go to. I want to be Adam, okay? I want to be Adam who you've got Satan over here tempting his uh, wife and he's just like, whatever. (laughs) I want to be that guy. Because that's what I feel like. I feel like there's constant whatever. I mean, I got drama at home. I got drama here. I've got drama in my other job. I mean, wherever I go, it's just like constant drama. I just want to tune it out. But the thing is, is that God wants to use me. Even when I don't feel it. I want you to hear this. Even when I don't feel it. Because what you're going to see in this passage is that Jesus didn't feel it. Okay, Jesus was approaching the greatest victory of His life. The most important thing that He would ever do. And He wasn't feeling it. But God was saying, this is my will for you. This is what I need you to do. I need you to step forward and trust that I'm going to work through you. And so whether you're a man or a woman or a parent or whatever this morning, God wants to use you and if you're waiting till you feel it, it's not going to happen. Now God is gracious to us and sometimes He blesses us. And you know, we were kind of talking about these mountaintops this morning. And those mountaintops are when you just feel full of the Spirit and you, you, just, you just feel that empowerment. Well, i got to tell you, I don't feel that all the time. If I only preached on Sunday morning when I felt it, you probably wouldn't even know my name. You'd be like, oh, are you a visitor here this morning? (laughs) I mean, i got to do it. I mean, this week I've felt this fog. I mean, it's just been so thick, and I I don't even know why. I can't tell you, but I've just been feeling like this. And and I've had this, knowing this message is coming this morning, and, and He gave me this word choice, but I'm like, He really didn't give me much more. I'm like, God, I really need more than that. (coughs) But it's saying yes. And that's what I'm finding over and over because this is what He was asking of Jesus. He was just asking Jesus to say yes. And I want you to see that Jesus was wrestling. If you're wrestling, it's okay. God Himself in human form wrestled. It's okay. But, but, understand this, you must say yes. You must say yes. God wants to do some things through your life just as He wanted to do through Jesus, but you must say yes. I can't overemphasize that enough. He's asking you to say yes. I feel very strongly that there are some people right now, and I don't, frankly, I don't know who I'm talking to, But He's asking you to say yes. That is crucial. It's not going to happen on its own. You must say yes. Verse 35, He went on a little farther and fell to the ground. He prayed that if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting Him might pass by. You ever been there? God, if You love me, take this away. God has a plan for it. 
Okay? This whole idea of suffering just being for Jesus and that we don't have to suffer is not true. He paid for our sin. You don't have to pay for your sin. But in following Him, how did He win us? He won us through suffering. There are others that He wants to win. How is He going to do it? It is through partially through your suffering. And, and that sounds terrible to even compare because our suffering doesn't compare to His. But He does ask you to go through things. It's not all easy. I mean, when a mom becomes a mom, quite frankly, she has no idea what she's in for. And I can remember people telling us that when, you know, Montana first came about. And it's like, okay, whatever, you know. People all over the world do this. We'll be able to do it. Holy cow! Who knew? And like, you can't like take these kids somewhere and leave them somewhere. I mean, you really want to, but you can't. They're always there. It's been 17 years and they're still there. And even if you go on vacation, they find you. They call you. But here's the other side of it. I have never known the joy that compares to being a parent. That quote about having your heart walk outside your body. When I look at any one of my kids, I see my heart. Even when I'm angry at them. Even when they're being cruel to their sibling. I look at them and I see my heart. I am not capable of hating my kids. It's just not there. I mean, there's just there's this love that is like beyond. There is this love that God wants to give to you whether you've ever had kids or not or ever will have kids. There is this love that God wants to give you, but it comes through you saying yes to Him and being willing to walk through the suffering. I mean, because my mom was a mom even when she didn't feel like it, I knew I was loved. And so what God is asking of you, no matter who you are, parent or not, He's asking you to say yes to Him even when you don't feel like it. So when you go to work or wherever you go, He wants to use you not just when you feel like sharing a word of the Lord, even when you're just frantic and you're thinking about all kinds of other things, He still wants to use you. Verse 36, Abba Father, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me, yet... I want your will to be done, not mine. And so, you need to hear that. Jesus did not want to walk the path that God had before Him. He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it to the point He begged His Father, Dad, please take this away. Please take this away. I mean, this is the strongest, spiritually strongest person to ever live. And he's saying, please, God, take this away. 
And so if you're in that place, He hears you. But He wants you to say yes. Say yes and say, God, but not my will, but yours. And I don't know how I'm going to get through it. But you took your son through it. And you took other heroes of Scripture. And by heroes, I mean really messed up people like you and me that just said and did some really dumb things. But God used them and they kept going. They kept going. And God bore fruit through their lives. Jesus goes back to them in verse 37 and He says, Are you asleep? Couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray that so that you will not give in to temptation for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. That is our condition, okay? But that's where God steps in. And you don't get to bypass the body is weak part. You've got to feel it. You've got to feel it. And once again, I, I, you need to hear there's a place where pe- people around you can't save you, okay? If you have people around you that love God... That's not going to save you. That's not going to somehow bring you to Jesus. You, only you, must say yes. And i got to tell you as a parent, that's hard on me. Because, you know, I mean, seeing God work through the junk and through the ridiculous sin that's been in my life has been amazing. And because of that, I love Him. And there's such a part of me that I don't want my kids to go through that. I just want them to say yes to God right now and walk it out. But I see the rebellion in them. I, I see the, whatever, I just want to do it my way. And I see that I can't save them. I can preach to them every day. And i got to tell you, I do. And they'll tell you that. And they don't know this, but I pray for them every day. I mean, that's like the Whatever. Every day. I mean, I don't just pray, I plead for them. I want that desperately. I want them to know Jesus. But I can't make that choice. Only they can. Only they can. And so it is with you. Maybe you've got some really good people in your life that love the Lord and you know, and it's nice to be around them. You must say yes. You must say yes. It is you and God. There's nobody else that can intervene. You must go beyond them. You approach God. It's you and God. You must say yes. Have I said that? Okay. Then Jesus left them again and prayed the same prayer as before. I mean, again, I, I just this is God in the flesh. And He didn't just go and say, God, take this away. And God goes, no. And He goes, okay. He comes back and He's like, No, really. I mean, really, take this away. I don't know how I'm going to make it to the end where I'm standing before Jesus. I don't know how. But I know this. Somehow, through these 43 years of life, I'm standing here right now and God's using me and that is an absolute miracle. And I don't know how it's happened. I don't know how I got through this week. I don't know how I got through the week before that. I don't know how I, I don't know. I just know that I'm here. That's all I know. 
And what God is asking you is that you would trust Him today. Don't worry about, well, how am I going to get through that? Well, Jesus had no clue how He was going to get through what was before Him. And He saw it. But God got Him through. And the result, the result was the salvation of anyone who would come to Him. The result is that He was the firstborn child of the kingdom. And now there will be many souls brought to God for us to experience eternal life that is good. We're going to have a day where we don't struggle with sin, where we don't struggle with the traitor inside of us. That day will come, but it is not here yet. And right now, God is asking you to say yes to Him because He needs you to be His hands and feet. Jesus is not here anymore. In physical form, He is gone, but the Holy Spirit is here. And we are now the physical form, as messed up as we are. We are His bride. We are His church. And He is. if you you are here, He's calling you to Him. Okay? And maybe you haven't said yes to Him, but you need to say yes. Okay, And saying yes is not just, oh, I'm going to receive you as a Savior. Saying yes is, I receive you as Lord, which means I'm going to follow you. And again, I've already explained the follow you part. Okay, It's ugly. It's just flat out ugly. But somehow, He uses us. He wants to use you. Say yes. And again, I can't do that for you. Okay, You just you go to Him. And you say yes, okay? And after you say yes, um, t- tell me about saying yes. Because if you've never, uh, the first thing he says is be baptized. And then he goes on and he's going to ask other things and that's going to be your life from that point on. It's just saying yes when he asks you to do things. Say yes. If you would stand, please. We're going to end our time in ministry. There's going to be a couple songs playing, but I just invite you to engage the Lord, worship, pray, share words with people, whatever the Lord leads you to do. Father, thank You. Um, Thank You for Jesus. Jesus, thank You that You said yes, even though You didn't want to. And You're asking every one of us to say yes, even when our flesh just wants to check out. Lord, we say yes. I just pray You help everyone in here to say yes. And thank You, Lord, that You're going to do things that are far beyond our ability, just way beyond us, because that's who You are. We love You, Lord, in Jesus' name.